Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Andre. I got to tell you, the biggest truck news of the year is happening just a few months away. And you know what I'm talking about, right? What is it? The, uh, the next uh, Nissan Frontier? Close, but no cigar. <laughs> uh, we're going to get, after 10 years, my almost 11 years, a real competitor to the Raptor. And I'm, of course, talking about the Ram TRX. Uh, Ram recently announced that the truck is going to be uh, officially unveiled late summer, and that's not too far away. So what are we going to be talking about in this podcast? This TFL talking trucks? Yes. We're going to be talking about the top 10 things that the Ram Rebel TRX must do in order to take the fight to the Ford Raptor and also beat it. I agree. You mean like um, prettier colors? No, 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 not prettier colors. But let's just start from 10 and go down to 1. Thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks podcast. If you love pickup trucks or big full-size SUVs, if you love trailering, towing, and going off-road, this is the right place to be. Together, we can make this podcast the most popular ever. And then if you guys are big fans of the show, I apologize. We missed a week, and that was because Andre was boating somewhere. Where were you boating? I went to New Mexico to boat yeah. uh, just on the border with Colorado. I had a great vacation. I'm sorry we were away. Yes. Uh, but well, you, you were get- away. I was here. <laughs> I was away. We didn't have a podcast. But we're back weekly, Yep, and you can get us anywhere where podcasts are distributed, including on Apple, where you can rate us and yeah, leave and, comments. And, you know, I'm going to leave just waiting just a little bit longer, uh, and that's because you got to drive the brand new Ram 2500 gasser. Hemi. Hemi. Uh, Eight-speed. To New Mexico pulling your boat, right? How did it do? How was it, how was it as, a, as a recreational towing vehicle well i don't want to give everything away yeah there's a video of course (laughs) there's a video coming Uh, i did another kind of a boat trip which um, i hope you guys like uh, for video Uh, but i was the the question i was trying to answer was is a heavy duty truck uh too much truck for that vacation or is it how much how much you have a ski boat right it's a ski boat it's a 22 foot taiga ski boat and it weighs with a trailer about six thousand pounds yeah that's that's mid-sized truck range dude yeah and it's kind of play it's Playtime for right. big heavy duty trucks. Yeah, I mean that's a Tacoma, a Ranger, a Colorado. Yes. Dare I say it, a Ridgeline? <laughs> no, you cannot say Ridgeline because they're limited at five thousand pounds. <laughs> that's but, why I said dare I say it. <laughs> but but the Ram heavy duty truck, it was a Hemi eight speed. I really wanted to see how it goes. In the swallowed up all my stuff, yep. all the camping gear, and of course the family. Uh, my lovely wife and two kids. Did you bring that crazy cat of yours? No. <laughs> the cat was uh, still causing trouble at home. I know. The cat like brings 
Andre offerings. It goes out and hunts. Daily offerings. Hunts like rodents and birds and brings them home and shows them off. That, that is a badass cat you got there, Andre. Yes, his name is Prince. All right. I think we've uh, stalled enough. So what's, <laughs> what, what's number 10? Uh, actually, I'm going to stall just a little bit longer. Okay. Just so you guys know, uh, let's define the two challengers, right? So uh, almost 10 years ago, Ford rocked the truck world uh, by unveiling and building uh, what is now considered by many the most off-road capable truck, and of course talking about the Raptor. From the factory. From the factory, yes. yeah. Uh, and basically they took an F-150, and they did three things to it that made it unique and made it so popular. First, uh, they changed the look of it, right? So give it big old fender flares and made it look much more off-road worthy. Yeah. Number two, they uh, improved suspension. Absolutely. So they gave it more travel. Yeah. Just springs, shocks. Yeah. It was Fox shocks, actually. Yes. It, yes. More of a pre-runner, a Baja pre-runner. Yeah. Uh, not a rock crawler, a pre-runner. And number three is they gave it more horsepower. Yes. Well, initially, remember in 2010, they offered it initially with a 5.4 liter V8. And then people said, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. no. 6.2. Yep. 6.2. And that's the truck we actually purchased in 2014. And we had that truck, yeah. yeah. And that was the magic behind the Raptor. So those three things. And since then, uh, it's become a huge success. We've heard from the factory that one out of 10 ra- vehicles, one out of 10 F 150s, are actually built as Raptors. You know, they, they're the most expensive uh, off road trucks high out there. Trucks, high yeah. tech truck out there. Now we're in a second generation where they replaced a V8 uh, with a 450 horsepower uh, uh, EcoBoost 3.5 liter. Yeah. Uh, and since then, no truck manufacturer, and I'm not just talking about Ram, I'm talking about all you guys out there, and that includes Nissan, that includes Toyota, and that includes Chevy has come up with a truck that has all three of those things until now. Yes, well, Well, upcoming. Yeah, Yeah. what what do we know about a TRX? Before we get to the list, what do we know, and then we'll talk about the stuff on the list. Well, first of all, we know it's coming, because they unveiled officially the sound of it, a little clip with dust flying, so we know it's coming. And we actually Uh, were there when Jim Morrison pulled the covers off. On the concept. On the concept at the uh, State Fair of Texas and started it up. So so basically, they stuck the ubiquitous, I like that word, (laughs) Hellcat engine into a pickup truck. Yes. Uh, That was the concept. That was the concept. So everybody loved it. Gave it special styling, bigger shock absorbers, uh, and, you know, put the Raptor dead in there. Bullseye went right after it. And then it was silent for a couple years. Yeah. You know, we were like, where is it? Everybody got all excited. We all were like, oh, my God, there's a Raptor competitor coming, and nothing. Right. Until now. So they waited to the generation switch, right? 2019, the new Ram uh, chassis, the new 1500 trucks came out. They're called the DT generation. And finally, now we're getting the prototype. We've seen the prototypes. They're wider, taller, bigger. And it sounds like a beefy V8. Yeah, maybe running out there. And usually when you see the prototype, the real truck isn't far. Uh, and I'm going to give you guys a little, uh, well, I don't know. I, I, should, I, should I tell them about this? Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you because you guys are kind of getting special insider information. I just actually got off the what? phone okay. with, with uh, FCA, and I, I asked for uh, two things because I want to do a video. Me and Andre and Nathan want to do a video, uh, and that is uh, Raptor. Well, I don't want to give it away. I, I'm, just, I'm not going to give it away. 
Just be sure. Uh, yeah. Can I just say this? That TFL truck will be one of the first, if not the first, yeah. people to show you their actual truck, the debut, the information, and also driving. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah, and, and I don't want, I'm not trying to tease you, but it, there's a realistic chance that this is not doable, so why put something out there? I, I always like to underpromise and overperform. Yeah. And I feel so like I'm overpromising and underperforming. Let's, so let's, let's just not get to promise the, list. the Olympics now, this right. year, and the Olympics. Let's just get to the list. Happening. All right, so number 10, what does a TRX need to do to compete with the Raptor Andre? Well, they absolutely one of the three things you mentioned, yeah. suspension. Hell yeah. Right, so you have to have a wider stance, not just for looks, but the wider stance allows for more travel, right? The yeah. wheel has to go up and down. If you long are, arm suspension. Long arm. And also, you know, if you are in the air, although many manufacturers don't recommend you jumping, <laughs> uh, you know, you need that extra suspension travel to actually absorb all of the energy of And you got the down. jumper raptor. Yeah, I did. I was very fortunate. And you videoed it. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's I got, really... I got the, Film you jumping or after. I, I think you had the better I, job. Yeah, I think I had that better job that day. Uh, and uh, let's talk about the kind of suspension that the Raptor has because it has Fox shocks, but they're not just regular Fox shocks. They're active. Yes, and this is a big controversy right now. The current second-generation Raptor has a solid rear axle with leaf springs mm-hmm. and the independent front end um, with coil springs. Uh, what what we think the TRX will do, because the new Ram 1500 has coil springs in the rear, five-link system, and coils in the front, so solid axle still in the rear and independent in the front. And a lot of off-road guys like that coil suspension in the back because it gives you a little bit more travel. Uh, you know, just, just it's better. And we think the TRX will have it. And we think also they'll have Bilstein adjustable shocks. Yeah, so let's talk about active versus adjustable. So yeah. uh, there are many shocks where you can turn a lever, a knob, flick a switch on the shock that makes it basically soft, medium, and hard, or firm, sporty, and comfy, whatever. You, you pick your three settings, right? But basically it changes uh, you know, the, the stiffness of the shock, how fast it yeah, rebounds. Yeah, the valving inside right, right. of it changes. But, yeah. but Raptor took it beyond that. They they partnered with Fox and did something that is very popular in their side-by-sides with mm-hmm. Polaris, right? Yes. Which is a suspension that actually can adjust on the fly in, in microseconds real, real time. in real yeah. time. And let me give you an example of that. When you jump a truck like Andre did the Raptor, what you don't want is a very soft suspension because when you hit, you'll bottom it out. And when you bottom it out, you will either break the truck or your back or both. Or the frame, even. Or the frame. Yeah. But what you do want is that suspension to stiffen up so that when it hits, uh, you get enough cushion to actually absorb that impact, yeah. but, but not so soft that it actually hits the bump stops. Uh, and that's what like active suspension does. It knows when the truck is in the air, so it knows, for instance, to firm up because there's going to be an impact coming. And, and the same principle applies when going over holes and ruts and right. You know, over all kinds of terrain. It, 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 it softens and loosens and hardens. And can do it independently. Independently yeah. on each shock in milliseconds yeah. to adjust uh, for the kind of ride you want so that when you're in the truck and you manually set it to comfy, it'll make it actually comfy. And by far, and I've done probably too much off-roading for my own good at this point because my back's pretty hosed up. Remember that uh, uh, Easter Jeep Safari? Oh, you weren't there. You were in New York. There was an Easter Jeep Safari yeah. where I basically couldn't walk. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, I was, I, I, was, I had to actually stop. I had to sit in the hotel because I, I couldn't walk because my back was so hosed up. Anyway, that, that any, sucks. Anyway, uh, the best suspension I've ever been in is a Polaris side-by-side with the Fox. And they don't call it active. They call it live wire in the, in the side-by-side. And when you put it in comfy mode or soft mode, it is so soft, it's like... 
the bumps aren't there. Yeah, it's not riding on yeah. air. It's like it's on yeah, the, the suspension's just soaking yeah. everything up, and and that's what you want. I mean, you really don't want to be like you know like bouncing up and down like a jack in the box because it's not only not comfortable and not only uh, unpleasant, but it's also not good for the truck or you know, unsafe. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't it it, un, it unsettles it. You, if, if if the truck is not well composed, you're not going to go fast. And also, we talked to Ford engineers when that Raptor suspension, when we were jumping it, this was back when we actually were talking to Ram engineers, I mean Ford, Ford engineers. engineers yeah. uh, they said, this is amazing, guys, basically the computer has all the inputs, right? It has the steering angle, the throttle position, the brake position, uh, the speed of the truck, the, you know, the traction control system. It all takes it into account. It how, 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 many, how many Cokes you have in the cup holders? Yes, how much you're towing <laughs> if you want to jump with the trailer. That's a good point. No, <laughs> it doesn't have the cup holder info, but about everything else. Yes. So that's amazing. And I think a RAM has to match that at least, right? I mean, I don't know if they have to, maybe they don't have to match it, but they certainly have to come up with uh, at least a way to be as comfortable or as, as capable. Yeah, right? they can't. They can't come up with. It has to have some kind of suspension that's either piggyback or uh, beyond just you know a, a standard OEM shock. That uh, let's face it, they stick in every vehicle. And I think they're going to be there with Bilstein. That's the rumor, okay. at least. We don't have an official uh, Yeah, I mean, I mean, when um, the Colorado Canyon twins came out and they had those Multimatic shocks, yeah. which were, at that time, out of a Formula One car, right? It, it was, was really cool. Revolutionary. Yeah, yeah I look at yeah. those shocks, and I'm like, those things are going to be worth more than the truck in 10 years. <laughs> Seriously. <Yes. laughs> They're aluminum billet and yeah. all that stuff. Let's move on to number nine. Okay. Uh, any Is that the pretty color? No, but it's close <laughs> because number nine on the list uh, is a special interior, uh-huh. right? When you get into a Raptor, right, you got that special steering wheel, you got that red marker on the, on, you know, at twelve o'clock, you got those comfortable seats, you know, with bolsters and trim. You and actually leather. can get Recaro seats, yeah, yeah Recaro seats, which, which I think are less comfortable than the regular ones. But I'm a big <laughs> fat guy, so maybe that's just my thing. Yes, so I, we know that Ram knows how to do interiors, right? right? So they have to do something special to make it stand out. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in the least, there has to be, like, TRX embroidered into the seats. But it would be nice uh, if uh, they um, made it... Very sporty, you know. So if they what just what about like a roll cage? Should they just stick a roll cage in there? Um, that's maybe one <laughs> step too far. But you know, in the Rebel, they do a really good job, yeah, of separating it from the regular fifteen hundred red red trim. Right, it's like a red. We had yeah. it right, red yeah. and black, and it, it just looks um, it looks you know very um, not just sporty, but you want to make it because it's going to be a truck that's going to be used in the dirt, right? So you could see almost like them doing some kind of special material like a neoprene or some kind of a nylon, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to have leather seats Cle- that, cleanable, yeah. yeah, that are going to be, you know, pre-running the Baja. It's just not going to be good. Yeah, those Recaros in Ford may be too nice. You know, there's Alcantara or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's, too ni- that's too nice. You think it's yeah. one, 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 one Recaro too far, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, they're, they're supposed to also be firmer and more supportive so that when you're, you know, off-road... But the problem... It's going to, sideways. The, the problem to me with those Recaros is that, you know, I want, like, what the, what the seat I want is the one that Mitsubishi put into their uh, off-roader. I think it was a Montero, like, 30 years ago. It actually had, an, like, an like a air suspension cushion underneath it, right? <laughs> yes. Right? Like a, like a, like like a, a semi-truck? With like a, or a bus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I don't want Recaros that hold me and hug me. <laughs> you want to float in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Once again, old and fat. So they have to do that. Number eight on our list yeah. is wheels and tires. 
it's key, right? Yeah. I mean, so probably the you, most important thing. Yeah. So let's talk about wheels just really briefly before we get to tires. The wheel probably has to have a beadlock option, right? Ford offers a beadlock option, uh, and you got to remember you cannot run the bead outside between that ring and the wheel on street on the street. Yeah. So uh, you know, in case you guys are new to off-road trucks, a beadlock is basically a. It's n- normally, when you mount a tire to a wheel, you put the wheel onto you put the tire onto the wheel inside and, of it. Inside of it, and then there's like a little rubber um, strip that runs along the side of the tire, so that when you inflate it, it it it, it expands and hooks onto the uh, to, the, yep. to the wheel and. That is a great way to hold a tire onto the wheel, uh, but if you corner really hard, you can actually uh, have that strip or have it come loose so that instead of the, the vehicle rolling, the tire rolls. Mm-hmm. And that's why beadlocks are illegal on, on the road in most places because before the tire will come off the wheel, you will actually roll the vehicle. And also, why, why is it important? Because off-roaders usually air down. Yeah. Right? So if you're airing down like we did on a recent Moab trip to about you're losing, 20 pounds. you're losing that adhesion. Yeah. Uh, when you air down to about, what, 20 to 30 pounds, it's okay. Yeah. You don't need a beadlock. If you're going lower to like 5 pounds of pressure, then beadlocks are critical. You'll pop the tire off the uh, wheel. Yeah, but... And they're badass. Yes, and it looks cool. Yeah, and, and a beadlock is basically uh, a piece of metal that then... Like hold, a ring. Yeah, like a yeah. ring that then has screws in it. Actually, not screws, bolts that, that, that bolt the, the tire to the wheel, that hold it in place very right. securely. So they should have that. Yeah. At least offer it, right, as yeah. an option. Yeah. Um, and tires, uh, 35s at least. The Raptor has a 35-inch tall tire right now. I think you should go 37s almost. But they, manufacturers never go bigger. They, 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 they it's hard go. for them because of safety, secure, you know, right. uh, crash worthiness, you know, lane change maneuvers. They have a lot of regulations. And fuel economy. And fuel economy. They have to play with a lot of you know, constraints. But, yeah, at least 35s, and they got to be something. Uh, it can't be some, like, you know, soft rotor tire. It's got to be beefy. Beefy. So, you know, we're talking about any of the serious off-roady tires like the KO3s, right? Or even the mud terrains. BFGs. Yeah. Um, sometimes Duratrack is a great tire, a good year. And there is an, uh, prototypes are using a, a tire that I haven't seen before, uh, a, a certain Dur- uh, Goodyear tire. So we'll have to see. Every manufacturer makes their version, but basically you want an off-road uh, beefy tire. Either all-terrain or mud terrain. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it would be cool uh, if the pattern was really aggressive. I'm not sure, um, you know, what kind of pattern you want to be ultimately the best for the kind of conditions that, you know, work all around. But from a visual point of view, I think mud terrains. And mud terrains are just these big knobbies, right? So all terrains look, they look like traditional tires on steroids. Mud terrains just <laughs> Take are, it to the next yeah, level. Yeah, it's like too. I mentioned a motorcycle knobby tire yeah. that's much bigger and fatter. Yeah. Um, so I, I just like the look of those uh, off-road, but that's a personal thing. That's not necessarily a performance thing. Uh, next on my list or our list is number seven. Um, it's skid plates and protection. So when you're going off-road and the Raptor has this, you have a front skid plate. You've got kind of steel uh, side steps, which sometimes pro- give you protection, but they're not true sliders. Right. And then underbelly. Underbelly protection. you got to protect your fuel tank, your transfer case, your transmission. It's got to have all of that stuff. So I was uh, taking a Raptor down Webster Pass a few years ago, and there was a 
uh, foreigner in front of me, and um, he like slowed down. I'm like, wonder why he's slowing down. He started crawling, and then when I got to the place where he was at, I figured it out. What happened was uh, much of that shelf road. Right now, keep in mind, Webster Pass is a shelf road, so it's a road that's kind of built onto the side of a mountain, had washed away. So now uh, the road goes from dirt road, shelf road goes yes. from being maybe like six feet wide to being five feet wide, right? Well, not that. It was pretty tight. Well, the Raptor is like seven and a half yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Exa- exactly, exactly. Uh, and it's a one-way. And, okay. And, and looking probably at a thousand-foot drop. Uh, no. And so it, it was, it was this, you know how scary it was, Andre? It was so scary that I made Tommy get out because I was like, if, if I roll this thing, then my wife, you know, at least will have one man in her life. Yes. Uh, and I couldn't see because I had that flop sweat going, you know, where the whole inside of the truck just <laughs> completely up. steams up. Yeah. And so what I had to do is I had to put the, you know, okay, so you got the shelf road, you got the mountain, and you got more mountain and a drop. So I had to put the truck on the side. So now I'm going down the side. And it's a rock wall, basically. Yeah, and I'm looking down, you know, at a 2,000 foot. Oh, I and, cannot and, believe that. Yeah, and, and what happened there was two things were extremely important. First thing was uh, we had KO2s on it at the time, and they've got protection on the side so the mountain like a tiger was raking the side of the tire yeah. but luckily because there's protection on it it wasn't it helped it wasn't tearing the tire and those uh, steps that you're talking about were protecting the side because it was raking the side of those steps because once again the truck is now basically cutting into it cutting into the yeah. mountainside and there's you know jagged rocks that are sticking out and like tearing into the side so so those things are important there may not be rock sliders but they do provide some yeah. protection yeah, and you have to have that. You know, if you have a serious off-road truck, you've got to have steel or maybe aluminum. It's yeah, so, plastic something. is just silly. Yeah, plastic will just be cut and ripped off. And, and, and so. power steps are just going to get broken. <laughs> so, so no power steps. Right. Uh, number six is technology. And sp- I'm specifically talking about the technology that helps you off-road, like a crawl mode, uh, different adjustments on the shocks like we talked about. Um, and also like cameras, 360 degree view. Maybe what about the camera that like looks underneath the truck that helps you see what you're you know? Doing? You know, Andre, I was just uh, off-roading a vehicle that I can't tell you because it's under embargo and we, we wouldn't be able to publish this if I said it. Okay. But it's a vehicle that that, that uh, Chevy is building. I can say that. Okay. And that's coming out relatively soon. But we were we were off-roading it, and I noticed that. Um, it still had what I would consider a potato cam. Now, we use a lot of cameras in this business, and we try to get the highest high-def cameras possible. And at one point, most backup cameras were these 240p, right? right. The, like how Resolution was off. Right. This one maybe was 720, and most high-def is 1080. Is yeah. 1080? Yeah. And then there's 4K. So, so I, I don't need 4K. But I don't want a camera where, you know, everything is great, which is what, what, what a lot of these cameras do. I mean, and how much can one of those little cameras cost them? But you know what? They buy, like, a million cameras. So give, give me some – and people – I said this last time. People said I was a Tesla fanboy. But I'm sorry. Tesla has the best backup camera out of any vehicle I've been in. It's crystal clear, and it helps, right? It's, yeah. It's like you're, like, looking into uh, whatever's behind you by turning your head. It's that sharp. It's that in focus. And anytime the colors are washed out, you know, you can't – distinguish between like the end of the rock and the beginning of the cliff that is not a good thing so i I don't need cameras underneath i just want the cameras that are on the vehicle to be high definition to be high definition i agree um i remember when we took the raptor versus rebel versus trail boss on in moab um i was driving the raptor once again i was i was uh, pretty fortunate because it had the most kind of technology built into it uh, out of those three trucks 
And I remember going, you know, cresting this mountain, and you cannot see anything, right? You're looking at the sky. Yeah. And the front camera was not very great. You know, it kind of makes everything flat. You don't. It makes con- it flat, makes it gray. Yeah, it there's no contrast. It doesn't help you. So it helps in, in a way that you know there's no person yeah, it's there. Like, it's like offering for all you old types, like with an echo sketch. What are those things called? Etch-a-sketch. Etch-a-sketch, yeah. It's like that. It's like, <laughs> there, oh, okay, you know, there's a cliff there. But how far that cliff is, you I don't know. know. <laughs> it's there. So it has to be better than that, and it has to have that. So And crawl control... So a lot of new trucks are now offering it, but not every truck. The Raptor has it, yeah. where you can basically between like one and five miles an hour in low uh, low range uh, four wheel drive mode, you can just let off the gas pedal and the brake pedal and just steer. Yeah. Right, the truck just figures it out and goes. And I think the Ram ha- has to offer that. It, people like that. Yeah, and I, I think at this point we can interject something else that's probably not on your list, but I think it's important because we're talking about technology. As far as we know, there's not going to be a hybrid or an electric version of this truck. It's just going to be, uh, you know, a good old supercharged V8. Yeah, but when you got companies like Rivian, you know, uh, doing tank turns, and a tank turn basically is I've got a little truck to demonstrate here. But for those of you who are listening to the podcast, it's just turning on a dime. You can just turn because you've got independent motors that can turn on each wheel. Right? On each wheel. Uh, at some point, you know, the competitor to the um, TRX may be more of a Rivian than of a than a Raptor. So it's, mm-hmm. it would be nice if it, if they thought of that and, and uh, you know gave a nod to the fact that electrification is coming and there's all kinds of cool stuff you can do by taking uh, motors and putting them into hubs or motors that can turn independently of each other which is something that uh, a traditional gasoline truck can't do. Well, maybe that's like the next TRX. It might be the next one, yeah. Uh, but, um, but I thought we should talk about but it. But maybe they should like break one tire, mm-hmm. you know, like a, like a dig, like a Land Cruiser had. You know, maybe they can break one tire and then allow the other tire to rotate and turn tighter. They could do that. Well, and then the other thing we don't know, of course, is uh, usually Ford uh, does take a year off between new models and the new F-150 was just announced there will be a hybrid version of it a mild hybrid to mm-hmm. say the least not a lot I think it, the biggest is a 1.5 kilowatt hour battery which is tiny uh, in electric vehicle terms uh, but Ford did announce that there will be a new Raptor coming right away because they know I think the TRX is coming so We'll see. I mean, we're basing what we're saying right now on the current Raptor, uh, but we did a, a video and a podcast where, you know, they could take the Mustang GT500 uh, V8 and stick it in in, to, the, in a Raptor, in right? a Raptor, or the 7.3 out of the Super Duty. You know, I mean, these are things we don't know, and there's n- not a lot of information coming except for the fact that Ford said that there will be a new Raptor. And we still don't have a lot of official information on the TRX, but this is what it must do yes. in order to fight and, and win. Uh, number five, um, I put it in here in the middle of the list. Um, it's towing and payload. It's not as important for an off-road truck to have towing and payload, but as we found out with our first-gen Raptor, we used it to tow across country. So a truck must do everything. That's the thing about that makes the truck beautiful and useful. Uh, it must be able to handle weight and tow a trailer and currently the Raptor is rated about 8,000 pounds towing and about 1,200 pounds payload which I think is not enough but they always tell me the softer the suspension the less weight you can carry yeah I mean the best way to sum it up is you buy a Raptor because it's badass but you keep a Raptor because it's useful right it's a truck it's It's not just to go to the mall you know and go shopping it's 
which is which is not a good thing in a Raptor. No, <laughs> you go to the Home Depot, you get the, the Home Depot. By- Home Depot is okay, but I remember I did a video that was much hated where we try to take it to Whole Foods, and it's not a good vehicle for Whole Foods. You're much better <laughs> off. You with, can't even park it. Yeah, you're much better off with our electric smart car. That 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 just feels just much more natural. Yes. So I think the TRX needs to have at least those specs. Yeah. If it has less than eight thousand pounds of towing and less than twelve hundred pounds of payload. It's not as useful as it could be. And, uh, you know, Ford also puts a big gas tank in the Raptor. I think it's a 36-gallon. Yeah, 36. Yeah, which it needs you know, that. It needs that if you – because, once again, if you're towing, you're going to conspicuously <laughs> drop your fuel economy from what well, we were getting. In case you're wondering, in that first gen, uh, you know, I drove it for 50,000 miles, and consistently we managed to get about 14 mpg. And it was much worse towing. Yeah, right? and it was much worse. It was like down to eight yeah. towing. Uh, and so if you're getting eight miles to the gallon towing, you're going to want at least a 36-gallon tank to not have to stop at every other gas station. And, you know, REM does this thing where they offer three different fuel tanks like on the Rebel. Yeah. And our Rebel had the smallest tank. Yeah. It was no good. A- any fuel tank that starts with the number two on a pickup truck just does not make me – makes me grumpy. <laughs> makes me very grumpy. It's like having a small battery in an electric vehicle, yeah, right? Yeah. You, you need a lot. Yeah. What, what, how much is it cost them it's it's this like very inexpensive piece of plastic that's tucked underneath the truck there's plenty of room for it right it's a solid uh, it's a solid uh body truck so there's it's not like it's a unibody issue right there's There's a frame there's there's a frame frame there and there's a lot of room so just put a big gas tank in it all right number four you mentioned at the top of the show style it's got a badass. It's, it has to be badass. I think Ram knows how to do it. Yeah. And the prototypes we've seen, um, there's many different leaks. Right. You know, as always, when a new uh, highly anticipated truck. I, I, you know, the Raptor's got that Coke bottle shape, yeah. right? So you want that. Big you fenders. Want, you want big, big flared fenders, which emphasize the off-road worthiness because it's got big tires and big suspension. Yes. Right? The fenders communicate to the rest of the world, this thing is serious under here. Uh, and that's for the suspension, and then you got to do the same thing for the if you know if the rumor hood, is true, the, grill. the Hellcat engine. You want to yeah. show that it's got yeah. a serious big old nostrils and intakes and exhaust ports. And, and from a functionality point of view, if you're going to have the Hellcat engine in there, right, you have got this giant supercharger. It just builds up a lot of heat, mm-hmm. and you got to dissipate that heat. It's got to come out somewhere, so it's got to have something. That's functional. It, it can't be. Sorry, Toyota fanboys. <laughs> can't you be. You cannot have two fake hood screws. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you got to have something that says, you know, there's a raging fire burning under this hood, and yeah. we got to let it uh, cool off before it melts the hood. Yes. So, and I think it will have it because we haven't seen it officially, but it should be macho. You talked about colors. I think they should have some loud colors too. Like I'm talking about like. Neon green, uh, plum, per- crazy purple, uh, fire orange, you name it. Uh, it has to have loud colors. Hell of a Hellcat. Uh, blue. Blue. Hellcat blue. Uh, B- <laughs> B5 blue, right? That's the, that's yeah, the Dodge yeah. color. Uh, you know, I think, I think they're going to use a lot of the colors that they use in a lot of their vehicles just because it's cost effective. At some point, I don't know if we put this on the list, Andre, uh, but it can't be too expensive, right? It's next. Uh, look at what a great segue. Number three. All right, what's number three? Price. 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 Competitive. So that's it can, it, you know, the Raptor is getting up to, well, it starts at what, 54? Four? But for I've a never, short one? I've never seen a 54. No. Remember at the event, with the cheapest, or the most basic Raptor that they had there, 
uh, and they had like 20 of them, was like 60. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. most of them were well above that. 70. 70, 70 or 75. Yeah, yeah so when you yeah. start getting into, like, you know, super duty, diesel... Uh, Dually territory. Ter- territory, and I'm talking On about... Price. I'm talking about, like, you know, King Ranch, not... Not, not XL. XL or XLT. I'm talking, like, King Ranch pricing on the Raptor. Uh, th- then you're seriously, you know, and and yeah, there are people, and I'm probably one of them who, who would probably take out a ten year loan just to own the thing, <laughs> but but at some point my wife would not agree with that <laughs> because she'd understand that three years into it we're going to be underwater. Uh, so yeah, it's got to be affordable. Yeah, and affordable is a relative term, yeah. obviously. So like you said, uh, I think a fully loaded Raptor, if you configured it right now, would be about seventy five, seventy six thousand. Um, and the fully loaded TRX should be about the same. But I if it was a hundred grand, <sighs> I, I don't think. No, th- that would not be compared. But you look at like Hellcat pricing, right? You look at the Trackhawk pricing. Uh, I think that FCA has already paid for a lot of the tooling for the Hellcat uh, power plant, yeah. the transmission as well. And so, if there's any company uh, that, that you know puts a lot of money on the hood of the truck. Whether it's initially in the MSRP or eventually when they're with doing discounts, with right. discounts yeah. and incentives, then it's that company. So I think realistically, it's got to be a sixty thousand dollar truck uh, with a lot of the bells and whistles, right? And it's got to be uh, maybe seventy, uh, kind of topping out. It's going to be hard. I, I know. It's gonna, like I, it's I know. Hard. I know it's going to be hard. But I think. I think if you really want to compete, that's the number, especially kind of with what's happening. Um, with the economy. You know, right now we're living in interesting times, as the Chinese say, and that's not a good thing. I don't think there's a lot of liquidity out there in people. People are really, you know, struggling to pay rent, let alone pay for $80,000 pickup trucks. Right. Well, let's hope it improves. Number, yeah. number, number two on the list, and we're almost uh, to the very, very end, um, the four-wheel drive system. We assumed, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, very specifically, obviously, it's a four-wheel drive truck. Uh, but um, two things. First of all, you're pumping 700 horsepower potentially through it. Yeah, let's, we didn't talk about that, right? The, the number one is power. Right. Okay, but let's combine them. Uh, right, so there you go. So, so yeah, Hellcat is 717 now, uh, right? right? Uh, so that's you know that, 650 pound feet of torque. They just announced a super stock uh, Challenger, which is going to be 810 on pump fuel. Uh, so you know, I think Raptor is at what four four fifty right 450. now. Four fifty. Uh, I think if FCA is conservative and they want to go 500, they're going to get their uh, they're going to get their let's say a base model TRX. Okay, 500. <sighs> uh, I wouldn't go below 600. Okay, I agree. But the four wheel drive system has to w- withstand that torque, yep. that power. The transmission obviously has to hold up, but it also has to be a very robust, you know, four low, four high, multi mode system, right? Where you know you can uh, adjust certain parameters on it, um, and you know also adjust the traction control system. Well, right? I, I, you know what I all that stuff. So there are two kinds of like off road trucks, right? There are desert runners, pre runners, which is what the Raptor is, uh, and then there are of course rock crawlers, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the old pre runners. And actually, Nissan had one of these. If you remember, the Desert Runner, right? Yeah. Or was it the Toyota? Well, they, they still have it. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like a two-wheel drive lifted yeah, truck. Yeah, it was a two-wheel right. drive yeah. lifted truck because yeah. the added weight of the four-wheel drive system doesn't necessarily help you go fast. So it would be cool if they had some kind of a system where you could allocate power so that it 
drives like a rear-wheel drive truck. I'd love the ability to do a, both a four-wheel uh, kind of a slide into the corner as well as a two-wheel, if you know what I'm saying, right? If it can shift power yeah, back if and it, forth. If it can, if it can do that. And yeah. then I would love to see something where uh, there's, you know, there's going to be different modes. I suspect everybody's putting different modes in all their vehicles now because it's just electronics. It's just software. It doesn't cost them anymore. Right, right. It uses the ABS. But it would be cool if it, uh, if it had the ability to, you know, have different modes for rock, for desert, for snow, snow yeah, sand, sand, all that, and it would be cool uh, if uh, you could actually change the allocation of the power. Now let's talk about things like lockers. What do you think it has to have in terms of lockers? So the Raptor, of course, has an interesting setup, right? It's got a rear electronic locker. rear locker, uh, in, uh, selectable, selectable, and then the front, it's got this kind of funky. Uh, it's a it's a Torsen limited slip. Yeah, so it's not selectable, but it is a limited slip system, which helps. So a TRX should at least have a rear locker, and you would say. Yeah, and I don't know of any, any truck outside, outside of the power wagon that has a rear and a front locker. Well, well, the ZR2 does. The ZR2, sorry. But, the, the but I, mean, I mean, we're talking different classes of yeah, trucks. So, but so there's only two trucks that have front lockers, ZR2 and power Gl- wagon right And now. Gladiator. No. I'm glad you're not three yes. trucks. It's okay, it's okay. But... We're going to end this it, podcast, Andre. My mind is... It's 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 been a long podcast, but um, so three trucks. But but let's let's forget so, about the power okay, wagon. Okay, hold on, hold let's on. Forget let, about the power wagon. Let, let me dig myself out of this this hole for myself. In there is no full size truck. Yes, that has a front locker. Correct. Thank you. Because right now, if you look at the Silverado Trail Boss, if you look at Nissan Pro 4X, Tundra TRD Pro, uh, any of them. Uh, they don't have a selectable locker in the front. And there's, as far as I know, there's only one truck that has a disconnectable sway bar, and that's a power wagon. Yes. So that's an FCA product. So it would be cool if it had a front so, locker and a disconnectable sway bar. Yeah, but we're talking about independent front suspension, possibly. Uh, but you it can must still do have a locker. locker. You can still do a disconnectable yeah, sway bar. Yeah, you can. And kind of allow a little bit more uh, travel. Uh, because the, the thing is, if you're flexing over rocks or terrain, if you can keep your tires on the ground, that's important. Yeah. That means you can put power down. That means you can get out of trouble. What do you think in the front? Do you think they, they'll go with a locker or maybe a limited slip? I would you know what I know? I know? I know not having it. Like I recently did uh, the Hummer, my Hummer H2 yeah. video in the snow. Yeah. And I wished I had a front limited slip yeah. or a front I, locker. locker. Yeah, I mean, you know, front lockers um, are... Good, but they're you know ninety percent of the time you don't really need one, right? But when you do need one, you need it. You probably stuck pretty right, good, right? Yeah, so, right. so it can mean the difference between not being stuck and being stuck. So yeah, it would be cool if it had it. Um, we'll see. Yes. You know, we'll see. I think uh, I think the, the thing I know is that Ford um, plays for keeps. Uh, and they don't mess around, right? When they went after the power wagon with the tremor, they didn't mess around. They, 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 they threw the diesel engine in there. They yeah, threw right. So actually, it was like, well, you can't put a diesel engine. There's not enough room. It's too heavy. Yeah. It, it, it would cost too much. I mean, I know we heard all the excuses. Right. And then Ford just comes out of the box and says, here you go. You want a tremor? You get both the diesel or the Godzilla. You pick. We don't care. Uh, 350, 250, whatever. Yeah, and I, I think if FCA doesn't understand that, if, Do- if um, Ram doesn't understand that, Ford plays for keeps. They're going to get. They're going to lose the race. So, th- but they I also to, know that. Ahead. I also know that FCA Hellcats everything. 
Yes. So I think they know, you know, you know, when you go kind of for that halo vehicle. And, and, and there, Andre, is the Achilles heel of the Raptor. Right there. You just you just it's, put your finger on it. And it's the fact right. that that EcoBoost, um, you know, here's the rule, I think. Uh, anytime you have to augment the engine note in the cab of either the truck or the car, you're probably on the wrong side of that argument. On the loose, loose footing. <laughs> you're probably on the, uh, the argument is, does this truck sound good? And if you're augmenting, or car, if you're augmenting the sound, and what I mean by that is if you're piping in fake engine note, which is what the into Raptor the does, into the cabin, yeah. then the answer is it does not sound good. Because if it did sound good, you wouldn't have just to fake let it. it be, let it be. Yeah, and I, I think there is where the Achilles heel of the Raptor is. Uh, and and it, it's beyond that, right? Because Ford has decided to triple down on turbochargers, which is fine, uh, but there is no V8 that's available in a Raptor. That doesn't mean there right won't now. be one right. in the next generation. But right now, so, and, and, and I think a lot of truck guys, given the choice, if everything was equal, right, they would go for the truck with the V8 versus the truck with the turbocharged twin-turbo V6. Just for the sound. Just for the sound, yeah. just for the, you know, the fact that you get two more cylinders. Just because you can say, I got a V8 badass truck behind me. Yeah, and let's face or it, whatever. let's face it, the EcoBoost, you know, this is an old thing, but it's, it, it can be one of two things, but it can't be both. It can't be fuel-efficient and powerful. It, it, it can be fuel-efficient if you don't get into the turbos, but the second you hit the turbos, it gets thirsty. And it becomes powerful. Yeah. But, and, but just, you so know, you're, not, you're not like You're not like, you know... Gaining anything with that twin turbo, right? But what anything you said, you know, Ford, you know, really takes trucks seriously, yeah. right? And uh, all of these manufacturers do. And I think what they should also do is listen to the customer. If there are forums out there who say we want a V8 Raptor, I think Ford is listening. You know, I hope that, that's they what are. I'm saying. They play for hope, keeps. Yeah, I hope they're listening. Yeah, I mean, the, the lesson there is a the power wagon. So right now, the Achilles heel of the Raptor is that it's a twin turbo V6, and the reason they could do that is because there was no competition. Yeah, nobody was competing. But you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, they might. They have the GT500 engine. They have the 7.3. It would not be a big stretch of the imagination for Ford to stick that into the next-generation Raptor. Um, having said that, they, they do seem to love the uh, EcoBoost. And also electrification they're liking. Uh, they're liking To some it. extent. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see. You got some more bonuses on your list? Just one bonus. All right. We, we hit all of them, including power. But one bonus for the TRX to be successful, it has to come this year. Sooner the better. That's, that's what I, you know, that's what I think. Because yes, they're launching it this fall. Yeah. But if they say, "Oh, we, we're going to show it to you this fall," but it'll be on sale a year from now, that's no good. Yeah. So you know, I mean, look, what happened with the Bronco was we were in Detroit. I don't know what was it four years four, ago, four and a half years, years ago, and yeah. they and they you know unveiled the Bronco name, and then we sat on our hands and waited for way too long. And FCA, especially Jeep, just cleaned up. Right? They just walked into the casino and grabbed all. All the chips, you know, and took them for Sold the Wrangler. Yeah, <laughs> took it for themselves. Yeah. Uh, and right now, you know, the rumor is that the Bronco won't be available till April of next year, spring of next year. Uh, and so if, if that's the case with the T- – it's not as bad with the TRX, right? The TRX was unveiled on the, on the previous generation truck, so we knew that they were probably going to wait for the new generation. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good thing because the new generation is so much better. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's got to come out now. Uh, and when I say now, I mean, you know, it's got to be – Like within the six months. Was, yeah, you got to yeah. be able to go to the showroom, sit in it, and drive it off in the next – I would say even in the next uh, – in the fourth quarter at the latest, preferably in the third quarter. 
Yes, I would agree. And if it's not the case, then the Raptor still has runway, and the Raptor still will be king. Yeah, I, I think it, you know, so Ford, in the past, what Ford has done was they introduced a new F-150, and then they took a year off a hiatus at, for the Raptor. At least, yes. And they brought it back. Now, this year they're saying they're not going to do that, but it's asking a lot of Ford to to roll out a new F-150. And a Raptor. And a Raptor. Right. It's, it's, it's a lot, because... Um, it's a lot of engineering. It's a lot of marketing. And factory. Factory has to support it. Yeah. Right? It, it, it's a lot. So potentially FCA has some runway there, uh, Ram, to, 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 to have the market to themselves um, and have a lot of people who would normally, you know, probably line up for the Raptor uh, go at least look at the TRX. And, and I think Ford knows it. I think um, Ram knows it. Uh, and the question is how long will – uh, Ram have the playground to themselves before they have to go compete with a new Raptor. Yeah, GM guys, you know we know you're working on something. Go ahead and just get it out there. <laughs> GM was supposed to unveil the Hummer, right? The new electric Hummer. Yeah, like like two In months May. ago. Yeah, yeah. And once again, they're stuck waiting for uh, something. COVID, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at some point, all these manufacturers are going to have to start rolling these things out, uh, or they're just not going to have any new inventory to sell. So I, keep, I think you can put it off a few months, but I don't know if you can put it off a few years. Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, you know, um, there is um, – well, Nissan has a new Titan. Might as well just go down the line and finish this off because in case you guys are fans of Nissan or some of the other brands, we should talk about yeah. what they're doing. Uh, Nissan has a new Titan. Uh, they have the Warrior concept, but I'm not sure that they've got the stomach for it right now. And Nissan is kind of struggling to actually do a Warrior concept, which would be an off-road Raptor Like fire. a Raptor fire. Yeah, so because, I'm not yeah. sure they're, they're in the game at this point. I wish they were, but probably not. And Toyota basically, I think, put off the new Tundra until next year. And Toyota's always conservative uh, but but you know, there have been rumors floating out there of uh, a hybrid v8 i've seen you know we know that probably the next tundra is going to be at least a hybrid v6 yeah but could there be a hybrid v8 toyota has a v8 i mean we just had the lexus here right with a v8 with a v8 yeah. they're the only ones that still actually uh you know have the have the cafe numbers right because they build all these hybrids to be able to crank out v8s in their cars um, so can they put that in the truck? Hell yeah. And could they hybrid it? Hell yeah. And could they electrify it? Yeah. Well, they have the resources and the engineering prowess and everything to do it as well. Yeah. So I think Toyota is certainly kind of the dark horse. We don't know where they're going to come in. Uh, and who have I forgotten? Well, GM we mentioned uh, yeah. already, and I don't think Honda is doing a Raptor fighter. No. Honda's probably uh, not in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, there we have it. At least not in the full-size truck market. Right. Well, guys, uh, let us know in the comments below what you think um, that uh, Bram has to do to basically uh, shellac the Raptor. Is there something that we've missed? Uh, and uh, how do you feel about uh, the upcoming TRX? You've seen, well, they just teased the engine note, right, they, with a big cloud of dust. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a bunch of pictures out there floating around right I now. I wish they would show more. Yes. Um, or just unveil it already. Yeah. Unveil it. So, so you know, if, if it were your money, uh, what would it take for the TRX to, to, to have you go and buy it versus a Raptor, if that's in the market? I think, um, I think you know, we've owned a Raptor. We didn't buy the next generation Raptor just because, uh, you know, we're trying to be fair to all the brands. And try to get every, yeah. Yeah, every so, brand. you know, there's there's certainly a lot of momentum here at the company to get a TRX. We'd love to buy one. 
but we'll see. You know, I mean, like we're like you guys. We want to see what this thing brings to the table before we commit our hard-earned. If they say the T-Rex has a Pentastar V6, then <laughs> <laughs> straight from the Gladiator. <laughs> I don't know. And the Chrysler 300, and the Journey, and the Pacifica, and the Caravan. <laughs> We've got a Pentastar. <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Should we close? Maybe it? they'll put a diesel in it. Three liter eco diesel. Okay. Or a, a Cummins. Oh, <laughs> even better. How about that, Andre? Okay. We're throwing stuff out there. Might a as Cummins well, power to well well throw the Cummins out there. It's, yeah. you know, it'd be too heavy. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, All right. Thank, once again, thank you for uh, listening. If you're listening, watching, if you're watching. Uh, remember, go back to where, Andre? Well, tfltruck.com, all the news is right there. Yeah, t- uh, you know, we do our videos, we do our podcasts, but uh, anything that breaks first appears right at TFL Truck. Andre's all over it, like, uh, uh, well, like, uh, well, don't say it. No. like V8 Snarl on a on Hellcat. A okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, all see right. you guys next time. Ciao. We'll see you soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.